Here comes King Colorado bursting through. King Colorado, miracle of love on the outside. Running home well as Tannhauser missed Joel Lean, but King Colorado's in front near the line, and King Colorado's won. Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm back. I'm fresh. It's spring carnival. Back in saddle. Spring we go. carnival? Well, it's just around the corner. Welcome, Walt. Isn't it like the depths of winter? It's the arse end. Yeah, not that we get winter up here, but the boys down <laughs> south might have something to say about winter, being a bit fresh down there lately. But it rained here one day. Like I think that was the day you decided to play golf, wasn't it? But other than that, it's been beautiful. No tan. South Pole uh, Bowling World Champs. Is that what you've been up to, Walt? Tempting bowling. I bowled my first time for the over-70s um, for Queensland the other day wearing a maroon shirt. Did not sit well with me. They made me put on a pin that said Queensland or something. It was not. It didn't sit well with me either. I asked for a blue shirt. They said uh, not available, but um, good fun. Oh, great. Anyway, Queensland won the Origin Series. That's all that matters. And uh, I think Freddie's going to retain the job because uh, Billy's just uh, given him the last uh, rubber of the Origin, which is great. DK, uh, European holiday. You're fresh? European holiday? Me? <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. What have you been you're up like, to? Mate, I'm, I'm footy coach, mate. I'm, you're like my missus. It's the middle of, Ju- middle of May or June. She says, do you want to go to Japan? I said, you know, I'm coaching the under-12s at the Heights, don't you? You think I'll just up and leave them? Like, I actually, I'm the only one in my crew that didn't go, didn't was, didn't do the European summer thing. But um, I'll tell you where I'm glad I'm not is in the Greek islands. They're getting raised to the ground, all the poor people there. But anyway. Didn't Sportsbet uh, no, no, come just, out the other day and say that their turnover's down due to everyone going on European holidays or something? I heard. I thought right. that was a cracker. Anyway, uh, move oh, on. Mate, I, I, yeah, no, big crew, big crew over there. But um, no, I've been here. Juniors, all the Heights, we got made the finals. So I got the big... First uh, semi-final or elimination final or something this weekend. So, mate, all roads lead to uh, Greenvale Recreation Reserve Sunday for oh, me. Outstanding stuff, yeah. DK, coach of the year. Super is Aussie still Super in the front row or did he abandon you? Aussie, mate, Aussie, <laughs> no, he's my man, Aussie. Don't about that. He just gets winner after winner every Saturday, every Sunday. I see him, another winner. He said, "No, I had two winners yesterday: St. Lawrence and something else, and this and that." Right. Something tells me he needs him to pay the pay the uh, training fees each month, though. Definitely does. Someone else is flying as uh, Nico. I see he's got the Manhattan jumper on. He's eloped to New York. He's put the ring on the finger. What have you been up to, Nico? That definitely didn't happen. Um, just spreading false news there, but uh, just been battling away, trying to find a winner. Um, same old, same old, really. Nothing really changed here. It was just uh, bunker in and keep chipping away. Blowing was a good uh, winner yesterday at Sandown. The track's pretty tired and it's a bit of a lottery, but uh, seeing them okay, so uh, find them early and from the yard, which is great. Uh, more serious stuff. I see uh, finally having a win for the punters, Walt. Race of Victoria winding back uh, some tax on Betfair. Bit of relief for the uh, the punters or Betfair, the exchange itself, and hopefully they pass it straight back on the punters. That's kind of it, isn't it? What what will it do? Where will it sit? Where will the final um, figure be? Hopefully, yeah, If maybe... You would love them to come out and say that it's a test and if it shows signs, we'll, you know, look at, you know, possibly further relaxations and trying to stimulate more growth. But, um, yeah, well, you can't knock it, but it's just just hope it's not the, you know, the only um, step they take. But, um, yeah, step in the right direction is always a good one. Liquidity, turnover, stimulating markets will just increase naturally, you'd think, more, more betting and more turnover in the marketplace. It's sort of like 
I think there's been moments in the past where certain totes have taken out, you know, all their returns on, you know, black caviar and special promotions around horses and they won't take a uh, a fee from the tote pools there and, you know, $500,000 jackpot to kick off the quaddies and all that sort of thing. You just wish that those sort of incentives would be just ticking over in their minds because as soon as, as a punter, I, I think, okay, if there's 500 or there's a million dollars in a quaddy pool, I'm Johnny on the spot and I'm, I'm betting there straight away. And that's why I had a quick chat with one of the people from the PRA, one of the few that still talk to me, and um, they had a look at, you know, sort of returning corporate tote money or into the exotic pools, and they said there wouldn't be much in it if it was, um, you know, whatever they say, so they had to give them a commission. So whatever the, the turnover they receive currently is opposed to putting it back in and, and what there would be left over would be similar, so they're not sure whether it's viable. And I'm like, well, but what about the natural increase? It's exactly what you're saying. You know, if they put half a million in, where does it end? It might get the pool, you might get to two, three million. Mm. And they said, oh, we didn't think about that. And we're like, what? So if, you, if they returned, I don't know what sports betting these guys hold on exotics, but say they turn, returned 100,000 to every race, you know, you know that's going to probably turn into three, 400,000 on most occasions, which obviously is a, is a big, you know, stimulant. And um, for them to not even be thinking down that path is, is, is what's scary, you know, like, like you're saying. Any, but they used to have to return the overround back. Um, which is what a lot of those jackpots were derived from. And I'm not sure what the story is these days because, like I say, there's, there's no one talks about anything. There's no real transparency. So um, everyone's in the dark. But, yeah, jackpots are, are always great. Is that something that would uh, turn you on, DK? Would you, If there was a, a half a million or a million in the pool, would that twist your arm? Obviously, you're a bit of a maidens player and around the bush. Could yeah, you step no, into yeah, a I'm, Flemington? I'm, no, I wouldn't. No, no, that's different, 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 uh, different game for different people than me, Scoot. I chip around the edges out wide. But uh, what I did find interesting in that little release they gave about the uh, the Betfair little fight uh, wine back or wine back um, of the tax was that uh, that one one percent of Betfair's customers account for sixty percent of the wagering. I was that after that. I didn't. I wasn't shocked. Me, you know, I knew Jelko was big and. Maybe a couple of others, one or two others there probably control it. But that's how, that's why, um, that's why when they, the prices go, they go because uh, 1% accounts for all that turnover. So, and it shows you, how you, volatile it is, isn't it? Because if that 1%'s got an opinion, the rest are irrelevant, relevant. Yeah, spot on, exactly right, which we always knew, but I didn't know it was only 1%. Like, just shows how much Delco and that are turning over. Yeah, and they had to put more into it to shift markets. And you got to think if they want to shift one one way, they can. If they want to shift it the other, they certainly can too. So I think the next, I think it was something like ten percent of clients in my time at Betfair. This is just me off the top of my head, so I could be a little bit out, but um, I'm sure Betfair could clarify it on Twitter if they wanted to. But I think it was ten percent of the clients made up eighty percent of the total turnover. Mm. So yeah, I guess that that top the top one or two percent is huge, but then the next twenty percent, there's a lot of I guess smart money and the rest of it. There's uh, well, a lot of that's probably gone. You know what I mean? Or dormant, not gone. Uh, if you if the liquidity came back, they'd come back, you know. So, and I, I see they didn't use the word turnover. Just see, they said oh, very carefully. I said, oh, 60 percent off, and then there was wagering mm. because it's just completely different. Different. It's not turnover, Bitfair. It's it's back and lay, back and lay. That's why they should be completely differently taxed and set up and and whatever by the by that by um the PR. Well, well it's quite literally an exchange, isn't it? It's not. It's, it's not a exchange. wagering service provider. It's an exchange provider. It's not turnover because all the, all the match betting and stuff like that. So it's um. Least, as I said, at least Aaron Morrison seems to get it. He's the COO at RV, and he seems to get it. He's the he was the one who made the comments on this, and he's he I've spoken to him, and he he gets it, you know. But um, hopefully they can do a bit more. I don't know. Is it, is it going to equal one percent less commission? Is it? Is it? Is that the tip or not? Wouldn't you just? Well, it's I don't know. Sick. But even you think they would? Wouldn't you wouldn't love you? them just for spring to just go bang, drop it to 5%. two? 
Drop it to two, drop it you know, two. whatever, drop it whatever. Five, just for spring. I don't know. Just to try and absolutely annihilate New South Wales at a 10. Well, and, be five, and see half, what happens. It'd be five, 5%, be half it'd be, you know. Yeah, oh, that's right. It'd be a great mm-hmm. start. Well, that's where you'd love great them start. to absolutely, the max to be of all five would be the max on both sides. You know, they should an be ideal encouraged world. to do stuff like that. Exactly. Mm. And then the, uh, the sea would rise. And then so all the other bookmakers that aren't taking bets, that have more confidence to take bets. They could lay off. They could do everything. And they it's can just push forward. They can lay push off. They can turnover. do it both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone can lay off and push forward. You can do and both if, if there's liquidity. That's obviously a factor, which we sort of knew. And we I've worked there. That was years ago. You think things might have changed and they didn't bet back as much. But he, he did, again, did say in that article that the bookies are betting back on Betfair, didn't he? Hedging risk. And it's a big reason why they won't take bets now is because they can't offload them. You know, bookmakers yeah. used to take bets off bookmakers. They don't. And um, and Betfair was obviously there as a as a way to push forward or lay off as well. In their hunt for uh, more turnover, RV, have, uh, they're going to roll out the 10 race cards and starting next week. So that's uh, August the 5th. And they've landed with 36-minute uh, gaps in the races. So they're only extending the race day, they say, by 20 minutes. So we put a little poll out to ask our uh, clients or our our fans on Twitter, what gap they'd prefer uh, with the races. So you're looking at about what 78, 79 percent what that want 30 minute gaps or less. I'm not sure how it would affect the uh, the whole clock uh, throughout the day because there's obviously races sort of every two or three minutes on you Sky One and Sky Two. You couldn't get the last two, one going there anyway. They couldn't get the horses on the track in time. In 30 minutes. So 35 Sydney. Well, I the, thought 30, is that, 30 were they minutes. Were they always 35 as 36? well, or have they sort of come together? I think 35 is just about the norm, but um, I think they've just in in spring in the depths of I guess um, November, you're sort of looking at 40, 45 minute breaks around sort of Melbourne Cup week and stuff like that. So I think thir- they should strive to 30 minutes, and the poll sort of says it says itself. 80 percent or nearly 80 percent of the crowd they want 30 or less. So I think it's doable, and I think um, they used to do it at Mooney Valley. I know Mooney Valley's they do it every slightly day different, but, um Every single provincial meeting yeah. is thirty minute gaps, so it's not like it's completely yeah, out no, of the, the norm. No, that's right. The Saturday clock's a bit different. The Saturday clock is a bit different. It's, yeah, it's just yeah, the every clock, day's got really. it themselves, and they've got to get the horses. It's a metro. There's a few more protocols to go through, and they couldn't get the like Flemington's completely different to getting them on the track at Mooney Valley, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. you know, so they got it's a, it's a different. They've got to get them down to the twelve hundred meter start at Flemington or something compared to the two thousand meter start at Mooney Valley. There's five minutes there, so you know. It's a bit different, but just I'll, run the New South Wales clock five five each way. Right. They just, they, just that doesn't, yeah, the they doesn't matter. Off. It's like yeah, it's like penalty time in a soccer match. You never know when they're really going to jump. <laughs> anyway, it's a uh, it's a slightly longer day, so uh, hopefully they can uh, beef up their food offerings so uh, Nico doesn't uh, do his life on uh, the sort of offerings that you expect. Might have to pack your own lunch. You always come back to food. Why would you talk about food? You know, DK's hungry. An extra twenty minutes, you got to stretch. Oh, who said toasty, Nico? <laughs> Thanks, Nico. Another uh, another quick one around the grounds, just a little bit of news too, is uh, the UK's released their findings uh, around affordability checks, uh, caps on losing limits per customer. So tell you what, if uh, the same stuff gets rolled out in Australia, prize money will be off the cliff and uh, it'll be grave uh, signs for the whole industry. So there's certain limits. Some some problem gamblers are going to be capped at like a losing a hundred pound. There's like five hundred pound and then a thousand if you've got like a long term pattern of losing and things like that. But uh, what is there? Three or four tiers and it's pretty scary stuff, and it's not just in the UK, is it? Well, no, and this is the this is the killer. This is the racing killer. So um, whether I'm a negative person or not, this is the potential killer. So hopefully, someone's listening and actually has a look into this because they have rolled out similar things in. Uh, I think Germany is probably the main one, and two significant things they have there. They have like a black box system or a data you know system that monitors all betting. So all betting funnels into this system, and it automatically flags a lot of things, collusion. 
uh, which they say for you know money laundering things like that. Uh, and most importantly for punters is it tracks every bet you place. And I believe it's something around two thousand Aussie a month is the maximum you can deposit across all accounts, and that's that's total deposit. So Christ. if you win twenty thousand, you can still only deposit two for the month. Yeah. If you withdraw it, you can't redeposit. So. The only way you can get around that is if you want to um, uh, try and apply to, to have your limits raised. And to do that, you then must pass basically like a taxation check where they go through your whole life and determine what you can um, afford to lose in their opinion. You cannot use any winnings from uh, gambling, any sort of – you can't say, look, I'm, I've won 100000 for the for the year. Uh, I've got no issue. It doesn't count. It's only on your taxable income and what you can afford against your expenses so you can just imagine if, if something like that comes in here and then you've got these UK things, which, you know, you, you if you lose 2,000 net uh, pound, they're saying over a rolling 90 days, you automatically get probity checked. You know, you're, they're automatically going through your entire life to work out whether they believe you're exceeding your uh, your means and um, you have no say in whether. Uh, so you, you know that if you're becoming involved in gambling, you're likely to be checked at some point. And you you may not even know it, and then all of a sudden they're contacting you saying you know yes no maybe, it's um yeah like I I don't know the exact figures for um, for German racing, but I know the turnover is like catastrophically dropped since because people then turn to things like you know lotteries and scratchies and whatever that they can yeah anything that they can uh, stay within this couple of thousand you know they're they're having five dollar multis instead of betting race to race so crazy it would be catastrophic for racing if something like this came into australia because number one people don't want people probing into their business and number two it's just you know if you can only deposit two thousand a month a month um that's crazy yeah yeah two two days and you two bad days and you tapped out and someone like me um you know if they're obviously not going to side with your bookies no one wants to side with punters anymore uh i've got Two two kids and a wife that um, stays home, you know, and if they go through my business and say, you know, they're not going to say you can afford to deposit twenty thousand a month, and even I, I love pulling money in and taking it out. You know, I hate leaving money in these accounts. So, uh, for someone like me, it'd be catastrophic for sure. Crazy, I tell you what, licking your lips if you're trying to buy horses out of the UK. Mm. I tell the, the Australian boys will just uh, fleece all the sales. Well, the gov- the governments to- here are much more reliant on the income from. Wagering and that, than those jurisdictions, aren't they? So you they are, they're... but you've got to be careful who that they listen to because if they if they sort of put this into play without thinking it right through, you know, it can be catastrophic. I know everything can be rolled back and whatever, but not really. So it's just got to be very careful they don't, it's true. you know, they think it through really carefully uh, what they put in place because, you know, it, it could have big, big um, implications. Agree, yeah. The ACT, they're, uh, they don't like racing. And I guess Australia, uh, South Australia, uh, they're they're behind the eight ball now is because, you know, guys like Nick Xenophon and uh, a lot of people campaigned pretty heavily against racing and uh, were really anti-gambling. So they're missing out um, on any sort of wagering growth there. So they've got their backs against the wall. It's going to be a beauty of... Everything, sorry, everything does carry momentum too, doesn't it? You see that they release footage of those, like some guy kicking a greyhound or whatever. And the oh, momentum yeah, that, that builds, oh. like one trainer out of a thousand or two thousand, five thousand, yeah. you know, and that just goes viral. So you know, it's it's um it's very hard to combat these guys when they get it, uh, you know, a bit of power. So well, remember remember the racing New South Wales thing about that horse that the horse cruelty thing. Mm. Gee, gee, didn't that get ahead of steam? That That's one it. avatar that was doing the wrong thing. Mm. And that that was a problem that didn't go away for six months, and that was on every every. Paper. Yeah, you hope they just treat this guy really. Yeah. Um, 
get harshly. Get, he gets whatever he deserves. Like get you can't rid of be doing him. what that, that fellow is doing. And there's a serious side of the show done and dusted. So let's try and find a winner. Donny is back. He's running hot for our syndicate, which is great. And he raised eighty thousand in the uh, the Gold Coast Marathon. What a uh, superstar, our man Donny. I think he'd done it in. Four and a half or five minute three k's or something. something. He said he, and he, he left his, what he did, three hours. Four and a half minute k's. 30, yeah, 30, 30 k's with his mate and then dropped him. Yeah, dropped him like a hot pie. Mm, anyway, last 10. 80 k in the bin for uh, the young uh, Gold Coast Titans man, uh, Joseph. So done a super job there. And I think uh, Top Sport also carried the can for a, a good chunk of that as well. But uh, great community, man, old uh, Donnie is uh, one of a kind. Uh, really well, is. you've got Randwick Rail plus five. You've got Sunny, soft five at the moment. Probably get to a good four. Nico. Um, the Valley. Excited to be at the Valley. This would be probably we remove pins first. Look at the Valley. Be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, keen to get back to the Valley. Uh, rails out five, and we got really good drying conditions. I reckon the track would be close to a good, mm. maybe a good three, even come the day. So um, yeah, should be good to get back out there. And uh, I think that's going to be the case with a few of these Victorian tracks now. Like you see today and sort of tomorrow, Bendigo and Achuca are still pretty wet, but the next few weeks they're probably going to get some really good drying conditions. So uh, and. Like fun and that and like but this winter, I don't know about you, Nico, you're a bit younger than me, but this this has been the most amazing winter I've ever experienced down here. Like you blokes can laugh on the Gold Coast and that, but <laughs> dead set, the sun's out, it's gonna be eighteen degrees today and the next three days. Like the mornings are crisp, but the days are perfect. But haven't had a lot of rain. Well, these joints are still up, like they're still wet up in the. I think Bendigo's had like three mils for sixteen days or something. Yeah, that's and it's right. Still the soft stuff. Soft stuff. They wonder if they're like if the joint was underwater, they'd be in real trouble. But it has been the most. Um, it's hardly been a winter. I go get a footy training with the kids at five o'clock on the nights and expecting you know hail and rain and wind and it's been perfect. I'm telling the kids no excuses. This is magnificent weather. You train hard and don't drop the ball. Anyway, my eighteen degrees. My nuts don't descend to quite below twenty-one. <laughs> Mate, 18 be, degrees, you're celebrating it. Jesus Christ. Well, then you, then you're there's been the place. no frost. There's been one frost. We haven't had one frost. The front lawn hasn't bloody had ice on it once. Like, it's been unbelievable. Uh, Azza is in the mother uh, country. I think he might be in Malta. He's got a couple of weeks off still. I'm going to jump into uh, Rattle Raid for the, uh, the Lightning Stakes. Bit of talk over there. Everyone's blowing up. And no one's ever happy. And I guess, you know, we complain and whinge a lot of the time, but we're always trying to, I guess, champion the punter. But uh, they've jacked the uh, the prize money up for some listed races. And then now they're sort of sulking that the, the Vicks have gone over and started to uh, try and raid the prize money there. But uh, I think it's open borders is a good thing. And I think uh, it, oh, bigger, it gets... Bigger fields, bigger turnover, better, inter- better returns to the industry, I would have thought. Well, it's, uh, if I'm if I'm a predominantly an East Coast punter and I see a horse that I like or a black book, well, I'll probably follow that horse across the border into Adelaide or Darwin or um, you've missed a couple going up to Darwin, I know, DK, and then if a horse sneaks over to Perth, like that horse that Josh Parr went on, overpass. So I think the more eyeballs on your product is uh, definitely better. So Surely South Australian racing cannot survive without Melbourne Melbourne runners. Well, exactly. You just can't. Yeah. So. All right, Top Sports Steamers, let's hope they uh, shoot a bit straighter this spring. Uh, if you're a follower of them, you've uh, been on the roller coaster big time. Uh, Top Sport, make sure you get around them uh, this spring. Australian-owned operator for 40 years. Uh, they're big up here with all the community sponsorship they do, and they're great with us uh, for all the streams. They shout out Walt, the trip to the Masters. Uh, you can play him the whole time, but uh, he's still got a really good uh, drink out of that one, which is good. He's even got the little birdie uh, sure. Masters green jacket on, so... Just never stops winning this bloke. Nico, Valley, uh, six mil. I, was, oh, I, I don't know what uh, the updated uh, radar is, but uh, there could be a splash of rain on Friday, but uh, you, you, I, might, I might be a, a day old, that news. but Yeah, um, just probably a little by the sounds of things hearing this morning as well on the radio, but uh, 
I think the truck would be pretty firm already. It's already a good four and they're probably not going to put any water on it. So it'll probably need it by the time it comes Saturday. So should be uh, perfect conditions out there. Mm, I see Marty Tynan's been in hospital for a bit of a scrape on the knee or he's uh, had a little bit of a surgery. So he's just getting himself uh, fresh and ready for the spring. So hope that's gone well for him. Mooney Valley Race 4 is the first one I'm going to have a look at here. It's the uh, the Lee Ann Surin handicap over 2040. The Cox Plate trip. Torrezino is the favourite for 60. Got to be savvy, $5. The Devil in her, $5. So Sleek, $6. Magna Spin, $6.50. Slain is $8.50. Superstock is $10. And that's the horse that uh, you like, Nico. Let's have a look at this replay behind uh, the Danny O'Brien horse at Geelong. Yeah, he's in the cabinet colours here. This is a tough watch if you backed him this day. He was an absolute moral beaten. Uh, just held up for most of the straight. This was a fast run race, and as you can see, he's nearly fell there. I thought this was a big run to sort of pick himself back up. He still comes home in the eighth quickest last 200 of the entire day off a fast tempo. Um, he's a horse who sort of always had a bit of ability. We actually found him, I think, first up um, on the syndicate uh, back in what when was that March I think we backed him and then he sort of had a good preparation since then he sort of worked his way through the grades um, he's a horse that can mix his form a little bit like two starts ago at Flemington he wanted to hang in badly under Luke Campbell and then there with Brad he probably hung in a bit that last 200 when he was out in sort of clear momentum but I think the big positive here is Blake Shin going aboard he seems to iron out a few of these horses bad traits and I just thought up to 2,000 metres, back to his own age, um, out of a fast run race. There's every chance that Blake Shin could just push him forward here. He let him win his maiden. Um, he sat second in the chairman stakes over in Adelaide where he did run second last. But um, he does have the capability to push forward. I just thought in a race where you could probably knock a few of these horses probably getting to Mooney Valley. Torrenzino, he did wear Wokenabeel, but he had everything in his favour that day. Wanted to hang in badly last start at Caulfield. Still won the race. I think he's the most talented horse in the race. I just wonder whether the valley is going to be his track. Probably same so sleek, who's a big sort of son of so you think. Got a massive stride on him. The devil and her, she's really improved this campaign, but she's gets the 2,000 metres, probably a slight question mark for her. So I just thought super stock. I think Blake Shin will probably put him in the first four and he could be the horse to run down and Shin's just went on absolutely everything. I think, uh, you know, if you had a different rider on, he'd probably be 15s and now with Shin on, you could probably mark him sevens. Like that's just well, the way it is at the moment. And uh, I I noted, so he knows this horse because I he, he was on it first up. So he trolled it, was on it first up, then didn't something happen, he never rode it and Bowditch rode it. But right. I put in the comments, this horse must be going good because Shin's on it first up. And then it went to, the, went to Adelaide, didn't it, and then came back and rebuilt the prep a bit. And now Shin's back on again, so it's a good tick. But this is a good little race. It's some handy. Handy stays in here. And this, yeah, there is. So uh, I think he's uh, he's well set up here. And I just think off his last run, he's absolutely flying this horse out. Fast run race. Well, it's uh, going it to a long way. Looks it looks like a good setup for him at sort of ten dollars, and it's the right price to be finding B Shin. That's for sure. So uh, should give us a good sight. There's one in I'm, there. I'm happy to jump on the, uh, the circle jerky too. Like if anyone wants to say that jockeys don't make a difference, <laughs> oh, just watch what B Shin does on. What's that horse that Pride had that Mick Price has got now? That yeah. um, oh, uh, party, party for one. Party for one. Party yeah, for one. Party like for a one. horse that couldn't keep up in Sydney, and he can box seat him from outside draws. They don't over race. Like he's obviously not a run of the mill jockey. He's like he's top ten in the world sort of creature, but um, he can transform horses. Like it's just it's crazy what he can do. Jerk over. Jerk. Yeah, I, I, I've jerked over the replay a couple of times. Of it. It's not over yet. We found him in the next as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Just one in this race, Nico, which he, it's probably all come a bit quick for him. does plenty of wrong. But is, and the big rig rider change going to help him here is um, Prickly Prince. 
Prickly Prince. I've been mm. following Named through the after you, DK. Yes, very well named. Went to Adelaide the other day. Did you day. back him in Adelaide? I didn't because I Henry had one in the race as well and I couldn't really – I didn't really take on Henry's one as well and Henry's failed miserably. This this was green as grass and she <laughs> got going on it early, M. Julius, but now gets jai. But uh, does a bit wrong, but I'll tell you what's going to make a good staying horse. Had form around your horse uh, by rap. Correct. That's right. Mm. God bless Bo Rap. Yeah, good trainer, Dan Bowman. Yeah, no, so it still does a bit wrong, but oh, geez, a good rider change. Mm. Big watch of the show. Off Dan topic, go very quickly before I forget, Nico. Do you know if Estrella's going to Sydney or Melbourne? I think I heard Sydney this morning. So on the wireless, stuck in traffic. That's the one they sent Jay Allen to Gosford to ride its first start. Yeah, interesting horse. Gee, that's 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 a hot race. Well, race to the Valley was hot, but I think Australia and Shaken are both going to Sydney. But that two-year-old yeah, race, Sydney's a hot race. Yeah, it's the last, it's rock last crack, isn't it? It's the last roll of the dice. There's yeah. two-year-olds. And they've something. put Dee Gibbons on it to try and get him a winner, I think, in the um, Apprentices Challenge, which like in a non-claiming race, which always drives me insane. It'll be interesting. Hmm. That's a little just side one there. I think Orman and uh, what Bullock are going for the Australian yeah. title. They're both stuck on, what, 198 or 196 and a half. I think he's one behind, Bullock. Yeah. yeah. I, says, on I think Orman's got better book of rides the next three days, hasn't he, or something? Does he? he does, but then Bullock's got the extra meeting on Monday, which everyone, uh, they did say Orman was going to go to, but he's not now. So, um, And he normally rides you know, six six to four chances in those sorts of meetings. Bullock, uh, okay. so he, if he's got that up his sleeve, he'll, um, he'll be hard to hold out. Would you, would you guys, is it worth, would you go looking at the form and trying to pick the best of them? And is that a good winning strategy or not? Oh, just, you just know they're trying for their absolute lives. It's amazing how many Ormans got home at sort of five to ten to one in the last uh, fourteen days. It's incredible. Okay, Mooney Valley Race Five. Uh, the uh, the Lunar Handcare Handicap might be uh, something that you know about there, DK. Flash Fud's a favourite here, two dollars seventy. Milford four twenty. Keats four twenty. Flash Feeling five fifty. Lord Ardmore seven fifty. Bermudez fourteen dollars. Irish Flame forty one. Milford. I think uh, Young Werther turned him over last uh, start, Nico. Yeah, this is the open form. Uh, he was sort of back to the fence here, Wiramu Pin. Uh, Flash Flood's coming through the 78 form. Keats is coming through the Winter Championship. So they're all sort of bringing in different form ones. So I think this could be one of the better lead-ups. Although Young Werther, he's, you know, he's not the most prolific winner. He's only his second win of his career. He's, you know, 2,000 metres at Flemington. Like, he has run second in a Turnbull to incentivise. He's not a hack. Um, in behind him was floating artist. Rolls is absolutely flying. I think this day, Milford, he's a bit of a pattern horse. He won fifth up last campaign with Blake Shin going on. The run, he's been flying this whole campaign. The run two back, he had a really big exertion through the middle stages of the race and sort of headed Normandy Bridge. Normandy Bridge kicked back to beat him. And I think the same thing happened again there. It's probably a little bit flat out of the real fast run race two starts ago where they went 20 lengths above to the 600. And again, he's done a real... A lot of his work through the middle stage of the race. Eight to the six is the tenth fastest race. Six to the four is the quickest. Four to the two is the quickest of the race. And then two to the post is the fifth fastest. I think he probably just peaked on his run. Like I said, he's a pattern horse. He won fifth up last campaign with Blake Shin going aboard. 2,000 metres, third crack at it. should really suit him. Um, and I think Keats probably rolling along, setting a strong tempo out in front. I think he'll probably be sort of one out, one back, maybe two pairs back, one off. Uh, I think it's a really good opportunity to back him. Yes, he does have to carry 60 Oh, kilos. Nico, that's what everyone's going to see here. Like, is it, hasn't Flash Flood got 52 or 53 or something? He's got no form, though. Like, I know yeah. he's... And, he's then, and hasn't run the trip, has it? He's never been to 2,000. Yeah. But everyone's got... Look, first thing, I saw 60 and a half versus Carlene's claim on the other thing and all this. 
said, Jesus, but Nico's got still thinks it can carry the weight. That's good. Yep. So like Flash Flood's coming through benchmark 68, 78s and 84s. He did Does beat he- Flash Feeling last start, which he can tie in. Given he was in that race, Milford was in and started 650. So I think some punters could take that angle, but he's here as well, flash feeling. Um, I, don't know look, I don't know if they're screaming out the 2040. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I think Milford, he's just, he's full on set to peak. He's Patton Horse, fifth up he won last campaign, and B Shin. And B Shin, I think the market has reacted to the weight like of 60 kilos, but I, I would sort of expect him to stay $4 plus and. I think he's getting beat. He's he's getting run down late because I think Flash Flood and Flash Feeling are probably going to settle behind him in the run. So uh, I think he's a good good bet here at around four dollars. Mm. There'll, uh, there'll be a flash flood if Shin rides the double. There'll be moisture everywhere. <laughs> I reckon he's the he's the for this sort of scenario, he's the man you want on for the job. He'll be so aware of what's going on here with the weights and how the race needs to be run. And Blinkers, Blinkers to back on too. Like yeah, he has been wearing right. the visors, but Blinkers it on. Might be, it might be a shin clinic, this. Just sit back and enjoy. His last win on the horse was in the Eclipse Stakes, and that was a clinical ride as well. So he's mm. he's got a good association with him. Rode him two back. Uh, yep, should be, get, should be going very close, and I reckon he should be getting the job done. Small field, less traffic. And uh, if you need, need any more confidence, Nico's going to have a look at uh, the horses in the yard. So his mounting yard mail is uh, tried and true. It's uh, via telegram, three minutes to five minutes before each race. So none of this mounting yard analysis on Thursday, Fridays. It's legit. It's uh, on a Saturday, and uh, you'll get it as Nico's betting three to five minutes before the off, before the jump. So 25 bucks a week. You get Wednesdays and Saturdays and the occasional uh, Fridays or public holidays. So you definitely need that. Even uh, Walt Circle Jerks. Any launches lately, Scoot? Has he had any launches? No, nah, not had really. A launch go awry actually the other <laughs> oh, day, which was <laughs> what was, was, oh, was gutting what was really. It? Can't even remember. Misfire. Was it misfire? Was, was it we Saturday? Had, we I can't good, remember the bet. We had a good crack at one yesterday. Uh, twin perfection. Oh, twin yeah, perfection. Yeah, that was a good bet. Yeah, that was a good bet. And then glowing in the last. So yesterday was the leader. It's a camp you have no problem launching on DP Stokes. Oh yeah, gun trainer, especially fresh. Yeah, yeah, they're ready to go, aren't they? Yep. Beautiful. All right, the next is uh, in Adelaide. I'm going to step in from the for the uh, assaulter of Malta so you boys can uh, quickly scan this one and try and uh, pull me apart or uh, you might be able to find a couple of horses here. There's a few of them apprentice on the favourite, isn't it? That are, uh, that are known. Yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to definitely settle that way. Exploring's the favourite. It's uh, three dollars ten. You got Outback Miss three forty. La Dines Rouge eight dollars. Bubble Palace thirteen dollars. Sweetened fourteen dollars. Declared fifteen dollars. Run like hell. Horse that uh, you might know. DK fifteen dollars. And then you got Ice Symphony Buganish, uh, Wally West, and bed the rest. And you got uh, last start winner sixteen reasons. Uh, well out of the market here. The replay we're going to have a look at here is exploring. Uh, this is uh, actually no. We're going to have a look at uh, sorry the blue diamond. I wrote the show. I should know. There she is, sort of um, punching outside the leader there, and I thought she does really well. It was a pretty uh, fast run race this, and she sort of just keeps boxing on. So, not sure if twelve hundred's really her cup of tea. It's a little bit inconclusive because after this one, she actually went to the Golden Slipper, let him up, and then sort of fell in a hole. So. Uh, given how fast they went that day, I think uh, eleven hundred or ten fifty at uh, at uh, Adelaide is going to be perfect for her. And here she's come back first up for Celine Gaudry, who's followed her across. She's uh, out in front with a little uh, white star on her face and uh, just hands and heels sort of clicked up nicely. She controlled the race and sort of put them away. So I think she'd uh, take a lot of improvement there. Um, and this looks like a nice little target for the Cummings Yard, trying to get the uh, the black type ticket off. And uh, it's the younger horses trying to uh, compete against the uh, the older fillies here. 
But um, I thought she could go to the front and be pretty uh, hard to run down. I see uh, the danger there. Outback misses drawn 16, so Exploring's got 17. Uh, and then you've got horses like Sweetened, uh, Run Like Hell, a couple of sort of X-Factor runners in La Danesh I guess they're all sort of targeted to uh, this race. A few of them have drawn wide, but I thought she's got uh, the definite pace uh, to sort of control this and uh, be really, really hard to run down. I thought the only real query could be if it uh, stays a little bit wet, all the form sort of on dry ground, but um, I think um, she's definitely the one to beat and the horse that uh, I'd like to back in the race. She'll just make all as long as she can get across without uh, burning too much petrol. I think uh, she looks like she's come back uh, really well. I sort of went digging through your uh, Mounting Yard Mail notes, Nico, but um, sadly you took the day off that day, so I couldn't go back and see um, what sort of notes you had against her that day. So I love the tab speed map got exploring backmarker. Yeah, it's that's a, it's a hard one to How's get that? around. I've got a dead set back marker. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, this one, because um, usually the uh, the lightning comes up a lot stronger. Like horses like Nature Stripper won in the past, oh. uh, extremely lucky, the horse that's gone to the Waller camp. Clarkin loves targeting uh, this race, and you can sort of see why a horse like Sweeten could measure up. Um, it's got some form around some pretty good horses. That might be the the, uh, the wild card there at $14 with you know, form around sort of Brun King, Jenny Jerome, Royal Merchant, and those sort of horses. But um, any uh, any opinion of Run Like Hell, uh, DK? Well, well, I only tweak because um, speaking about the 1% controlling things on Betfair, so Maddie, Maddie got on the radio on um, before the Donald run. She had my before runners for the day. And they, she, then she got to this horse. She goes, oh, this horse is flying. It's my best of the day. It was like $4, $5, or something like that. $5.50 to $12. Wins by five lengths. There you go. The 1%. <laughs> she was tipping it big. The 1% run, it doesn't matter because it ran $12. One by five lengths. Pissed him. Um, well, it's two from two, but it probably, I'm not, I, look, I don't know if it's up to it. That, you know, I'd be, of the camps that set them for them, know what they're doing here. Cliff Brown, La Dons Rouge, you'll see it's, you know, it's been placed down the straight and got some old, good old form there. So, um, you know, I, I, geez, I like, I like if I land on Cliff, Cliff Brown, so um, La Dons Rouge, we probably my, 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 my pick there. And Jay Noonan. Jay Noonan's in a rich vein of form, Nico, mm, for a good. sort of journeyman jock. He's a good rider. He just he gets the job done when you need him to. He's just mm. one of those jockeys. He's, he's a, I think he, he, if he went up and rode in those sort of areas like Bullock, I think he'd be a bit like that kind of rider, just get the job done at, at well, the sort of you short see, end. You, can, you see what they were going through the top. Did you listen on the way in? They were going through the top 10, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. saying Bullock and that. Then there was B. Thompson fourth on 140 wins, R. Maloney fifth. Like he's, he's of that ilk. Isn't yep. Jay Noonan down here when they were down here? He could go up there and ride 100 winners. It's obviously not that difficult up there. I thought the interesting thing with this race was exploring <laughs> an outback miss. So probably you're right there, DK. But they they beat the same horse. They both beat Scorsese. Um, outback miss probably beat him in a lot more dominant fashion. But uh, the wide barriers are tricky for both of them if mm. they get caught wide and have, have stacks of speed underneath them. That was a funny day, that run like Al Donald win that day. It was like a bias track to the inside, and then or, there was all the outside, and then there was one lane down the outside, and all the jockeys were going to the outside, and all, all the things on the fence were winning. It It'd be a so hard strange. rail or hard outside fence. You come down the middle, you're cast. Yeah, it was <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, it was a great game. Yeah. All right. So you going against me, Nico? Are you going to take uh, Outback Miss? I think she's a better horse. I just don't know if she's ready for Barrier Sixteen. You have to overcome a few things. Oh, Only yeah. at her second start when exploring, you know, she's been there and done it. Like she let up, map, she really let up a blue diamond. Like she's, she's probably a bit more seasoned. But I think Outback Miss better horse, but exploring might set up a bit better. Hmm. Where's where are the Colts? They're just all fillies. Like where are the sold yeah, screams out for sold? Yes, sold <laughs> screams out <laughs> well, for see. something at the back to be running on well, here, and there's nothing here. They just get sold. I mean, Matt Laurie so you're saying this morning, Archo Nacho, now that 
tossing up whether to cop the million plus for it or whatever, you know. I just get sold. He'd, he'd beat both of them yeah. if he was in this race and they're like, no, we'll go to the valley. Like, yeah. The only reason they don't get sold is because the owners say no. Really? It's just, it's, yes, the they're party. They're good, they're they said, sold. They said, they, said, no they said no and he's going to stick around, but, you know, I think there was, well, reportedly a million plus. Yeah. Weary, weary doesn't need the money, does he? It's interesting one, Weary, isn't it? Anyway, it's punningform.com.au, so that's how I did the form there. So I can uh, step in Adelaide, I can step into Darwin, I can step into uh, versatile, Eagle Versatile, punning well, form, versatility. Well, versatility. Well, I'm have punning, punning form, form don't have exploring travel. mapping last. I'm pretty sure they don't. I think they have, <laughs> yeah. I think they have it going, going forward. But uh, it's uh, at your fingertips, everything that you need. So uh, even you've got all these colliding form lines, uh, a couple of clicks of the button, you need to uh, check it out. So if you want to go part-time, full-time, or just uh, have a better edge over your bookie, make sure you go to punningform.com.au, big supporter of ours, and uh, we love their work. Randwick, you finally get a, uh, a dry deck here, uh, Walt. Don't say that. They'll leave the sprinklers on. <laughs> no, it's all sweet. It's, uh, there's no I put up a one. five yesterday. No rain since, you know, DK was a bloody happy man. And uh, they put up a five, whatever you say. You just you think, oh, they're watering this track. Three. They drive you mad, these blokes. Like last week, they, they, old mate comes out after the first. I spoke to the curator. He said he's put more water into this than he normally does. No, no irrigation. Last seven days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But hopefully we deal with a good track. Outstanding. Yeah, well, the winter's got the dew factor as well, and then I guess the same with the footy up here. I just don't know why they don't come out pre-race and go, this is what we've done. It's all they've got to do. It takes two minutes. It doesn't matter whether it like, – just be truthful. Maybe they everyone's on love, the same love revenue up. Oh, I just don't understand. Why would you not want confidence in your market? Randwick Race 6 said uh, it's the Marcelin College uh, handicap here, 1,300 metres. You've got Plundering the favourite, 61.5 kilos. Zach Lloyd, your favourite rider, $4.80. Winchat, six fifty. Straight Acer, seven fifty. King of Naples, $8.00. Star Mistress, $8.00. Uh, Gently Rolled, eight fifty. dollars uh, Vanellope, uh, eight fifty. dollars Hollywood Hero, $12.00. Capital Queen, uh, $13.00. And then Custodian, $15.00. First one we're going to have a look at here is Straight Acer. Walt. So this is first up, three back the rail, pretty slow run race. Uh, Kangaroo Court's the one outside the leader, I believe. It's come mm. out and won quite impressively last Saturday. I back the horse that sat three wide outside them and keeps coming on the line at Taree, 350 to $1.60 and got beat 10 lengths. Um, don't worry about that. Metropolitan form coming out of it everywhere else. Straight ace, back to the inside. Not a sit and sprint horse, not a Hawkesbury horse. Hardly even gets wound up here. This is his first prep as a, as a gelding. Um he, he was gilded, gilded Miss Brid prep last time in, and uh, they tried to sort of race him on. So that was his first run as a as a gelding uh, off a break. And I think going to Ramwick, uh, uh, hopefully good tempo here. You got sort of Rouge Loon, Little Bayer, Winchat, Custodian, Star Mistress, all want to press forward here. If we get sort of an even to above tempo here, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be one of the the super strong horses mm, at the back dangerous end. Dangerous with it. a bit of room. He had plenty to give yeah. in, in behind him here. And this is uh, Vanellope on the next one that we're going to have a look at. Yeah, so this this day was fence on fire. Uh, they they went pretty slow. Vanellope's three back the inside does get a nice run through, but it was just really hard to run on sort of through the middle here. And I think this horse was first up thirteen hundred this day too, so which is not easy. So it's had to come o- overcome a, a bias and tempo. And you can see when she sort of gets through here, she really lengthens nicely. And if anything, just sort of peaks late. But I think that's partly to do with the the bias um, as much as anything. I'm not saying um, this suasive. I think that, I'm not sure what the horse on the inside was. It might have been Sumo Star. Uh, form is super strong. I just treating that as another barrier troll. But pretty much both of these horses, I think, had everything against them first up and, and treating them as barrier trolls, even though sort of straight ace are one. And uh, again, going to, to Ramwick, run under the belt. I expect that horse to improve significantly. Both of them, 
which I don't love, uh, sort of midfield or worse horses most likely in this race. Don't really usually like backing two closes, but uh, given the prices we're sort of getting, and I do think as long as the, the size of the field holds up, um, we should get some some good tempo. The only worry is that three of the emergencies are the three of the pace horses. So uh, it'd be interesting to see sort of how that unfolds um, come race day. But uh, at the moment, very happy to be in the camp of the two horses on the rise in Straight Ace and Vanellope. So you want to bet now or you wait? Oh, I bet something, something small now and, and wait. I don't think that – I think, you know, so you're, you're going to get $7, $8 on race day regardless. I don't think these horses are going to be plunge horses. Uh, just I, I think they should be much closer in the betting to, to horses like Pondering here. Nico, any comments there or happy to side with Walt? I haven't really had a good look at it. I want to hear Walt's thoughts on my Eustace in Sydney, though. They're obviously building their team up there. He was on the radio before talking about – their uh their success this year and uh I'm just looking through their runners that they had yesterday they had what four runners or five runners yesterday at Canterbury a few of them started favourite uh, they got a winner there how, how are you sort of treating them with their yeah. uh their newfound base there feeling through like the one in the last had really good form um can't remember the name off the top of my head but I was w- wanting to sort of back it but it was a bit of a funny race I was lucky to stay out but it it had had like wet track runs eight times in a row and um trying to trying to see what they're adapting coming to Sydney like if it went back to its early form on dry tracks. It was nearly a good thing in that last year yesterday and it sort of got beat ahead, but it was a bit lethargic, like it was a bit one part, like, you know what I'm, the, the wet track run sort of might've taken the edge off it. So it's just hard to line his horses up coming from down there to Sydney. Um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a funny cat because he sort of gives them 30 days between runs, which are not a lot of people do in Sydney, like quite often. He's definitely, a, I'm still getting my head around him to be honest, but I, I find he, he and Annabelle are, quite difficult to to catch uh, they've just got so many horses i just i don't know they're just the, the placement and everything of them they're, they're a bit different to to the locals who sort of you can you can get a better handle on but uh, it's good to have him in sydney he's definitely going to add interest he's definitely going to add uh, a bit of spice to the markets and and often if you do oppose these horses you say that most of them are in the market the master punter still learning that's how tricky the game is race eight at randwick is the cambridge handicap over 1100 meters and looks like a cracker field here insurrection's been the early holy cow early movie where's here. the 270 260 into two dollars 15 depaul 550 rupertar 750 conscript 12 rubenocchi 12 dollars uh, inver park 13 dollars tristate 13 garrison 16 curral 16 and then horses like curtis uh, island foxfighter samut and american president uh Round out the market there at uh, a big price. Insurrection's a horse you're going to have a look at here. So um, outside Brood, leader, Broodnell's had a run since. Obviously, just got nutted last week. Went a bit slow, uh, but still uh, sort of franked the form to some degree. I didn't think this horse could sit outside Broodnell and and beat it. And he didn't ride it poorly, but he sort of covered ground for the first half. Did work quite hard. They went pretty solid here and ran fast time. And you just got to love when a horse sits outside the leader and and can do this to a field and be you know strong strong enough late uh, certainly stronger than Brudenell and looks to be holding pretty much the whole field there. I think that's Watergoes that ran fourth that came out and beat Brudenell. So that form's held up here. It just doesn't look like anything but sort of leader outside leader. If something wants to kick up from the inside like Garrison, uh, I don't see them going too fast. Uh, if they want to go super fast, Tristate and Rubenocchi, they're drawn outside him and he'll sort of settle fourth and I don't think that's a problem. So it looks pretty bulletproof. Uh, the barrier just rolls forward. Uh, Zachy Lloyd, the kilo and a half off, he's a, a bit of a no-brainer. He's ridden the horse there. I, it just looks too good to be true, to be honest. Um, 260 was, was when I was really keen to step into it. 210's not as, not as friendly, but... Uh, 
yeah, it just looks to tick all boxes. A horse like Conscript off a setback, not really looking to find it. Depor with the the non-claiming apprentice, again, a sort of set of back marker. It probably has to find a career best to get near interaction as well. as well, so. Yeah, and if it comes out, that could be the nightmare here. If you're sort of 210 plus a deduction, is going to be an absolute nightmare. Uh, Exotics-wise, I thought Fox Fighter and, and Curtis Island at 25 and 30 to 1 were the, the horses I'd include over the horses that are in the betting. And, and Rupertar, I did want to find and has trialed really well. Just sort of middle gate has to have a bit of luck early to find a, a stalking spot. But they were the three I thought you could throw in exotics behind insurrection. If it gets too short, sort of standard out from them, you might get still get some value. Um, yeah, around the others. Mm, interesting. They've booked Orman too for uh, for Brisbane. I'd be surprised if it uh, didn't, it didn't go, to go Brisbane. there. I think it's drawn low there too. I think it's drawn four or something. Um, yeah, it's probably not you know not a bad race for. Uh, Depoy. It's weird, isn't he? He's got the the they've got the apprentice booked in Sydney. He's in the title race there and the. And the uh, and uh, Jimmy Orman, Orman up north, looking for so. the uh, Australian race. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a beauty there. But uh, so probably with that one, we might uh, wait and sort of bet after uh, the final fields, sort of. Yeah, so if it comes in odds on, I, I definitely wouldn't. You know, you could throw it in multis and things if that's your your go. But maybe uh, exotics with Fox Fighter, Rupert Tar, Curtis Island. I think definitely Fox Fighter and uh, Curtis Island are, are huge odds, and both should run strong races here. Definitely get near the placings. Beautiful stuff. Racingwatch.com.au is uh, where you need to go for more of Johnny's stuff. You can get Telegram, similar to the uh, the Nico setup, or if you want uh, deeper dives and uh, more banter, you can jump in uh, Johnny's Discord channel. Uh, what are they betting on? Dogs this morning. They, uh, I think Pretty there was some tips last night. What was, what was this? Some swimming tips, weightlifting, darts. Um, if it goes around, you know, they'll uh, they'll be betting on it uh, in one of the little uh, the only sub channels. Channel, I won't cheat. I just can't clip on. They've got the crypto channel where they get. Oh, that's the only one I, I can't even dive Jeez, into. That. I'll dive into anything, but not crypto. <laughs> it must be quiet in the crypto. Wasn't that a big bubble? It's time for uh, the Gold Coast celebrity's best. It's Donnie's best. G'day, gents. Good to be back. Um, best bet this weekend comes up at Eagle Farm. It's a really good betting program this Saturday. Looking forward to getting back to God's carpet. Best bets in race four, Kanazawa. Um, it was first out for the Godolphin Stable last start with Hoisted. The race in a strong BM78, beaten by Hatchet, and another good ex-Sydney horse. Fourth horse release of Beans has won since. Um, it will race on the speed. Second up, Denver Patrol in into that, so should take some uh, fitness benefit out of the run. The race well, races on speed. be very hard to beat around $3. Looks fine. The value runner comes up in the last in race number nine. It's called Hot Spring Gold. It's had two sneaky good runs this preparation. Um, we're in the best last 200 of the morning last start, faster than deep or in um, the winner that day. Um, loves the track, loves the distance. 20 to 1 seems a nice price. I'll have something on that each way as well. Thank you. So battling the Thank flu. You very much. Battling the flu there, uh, Donnie. The jail daycare germs are starting to uh, kick in. But. Um... Yeah, can't really add too much more in the uh, in race four. Looks a, a decent bit there. And in race nine's an interesting one. Kinlock was probably something lick last start. Canadian Dancer's been scratched, I think. And then obviously the release, the beans form is what he referenced in I race four. I prefer Kinlock over shorter. How far was last start? 1,200, was it? Mm. Or no, fitter. And yeah, see, I don't like – I know it's one over 1,400, but I don't think – I think it's a sort of 1,000-metre, 1,200-metre horse. So um, it's inside draw and the claim will help it. It'll be dangerous, but uh, not a bad race to – Betting and I love that horse, Hot Spring Gold. The problem is it's going to be last and widest. Mm. Fleet, Fleetwood Macca did good okay. Good ride, it can. 
he can sustain a sprint. It's a good horse. Mm. I would have thought Fleetwood Macca would uh, improve. I know it got scratched. We we sort of found it for a syndicate bet and then got scratched. So it might have need might have needed the run last time at uh, Eagle Farm. So at sort of fourteen dollars, I'd uh, I'll be probably having a bit of a tickle on that. Competitive race. Yeah, good little race. Good little uh, finale. There at uh, Eagle Farm. All right, top sort steamers. Uh, fingers crossed they can actually uh, hit the side of a, uh, a barn door or start to charge a little bit for all the followers uh, and the early uh, punters. The first bet here is for you, Nico. The Valley, race three, number 12, power bound, 100 at $21. Yeah, I can make a good case for this horse. It was 100 to 1 last start, but it ran well at Flemington. Gets Willow on, should settle up on top of the speed. Yeah, I thought it was right in that race. I, I could... Uh, Chime in there for sure. Can I just read? Does it say Top Sport Big Bets? Yeah, well, early. So that well, D, DK always says it. One hundred and twenty-one dollars. It's probably an NBL bet. That's been cut back for sure. So that'd be a smarty. So smarties on that one. You'd I haven't, like even, to think I haven't so. even bet him two fifty. Only bet him hundred. So I'm tipping that's a pretty clever bet. You'd like to think so. Anyway, uh, these next two are for you. For you, Walt. Race nine, number eleven. Tazaral. Tazaral. So I Tarzan. think it won sort of half having a barrier trial the other day um, from back in the field. There, it was had things go its way. I think there was other horses who were a bit unlucky there, but getting to Randwick with the run under its belt, most of the Snowden horses have been improving into their preps lately, so expect this horse to definitely run uh, very well. All right, and in the last race, uh, race 10, number four, Super Friendship, 222 at $10. It's named after you and I, mate. Super friendship. Super friendship. So it's it was uh, it overcome the bias at Gosford off a eight hundred day break or something crazy to win first up, and then they rode it upside down last start to win again. Um, so it's it's going super super friendship super well. Uh, four four gates really important to this horse. I think settling sort Joshua. of fourth, fifth, sixth. JP, yeah, like it, last start definitely won a pretty average race. Um, well, actually, the horse that nearly beat it, their media star guest, came out and. One one at Canterbury yesterday, but unfortunately broke down um, after the line. But he uh, he sort of franked that form a little bit. I think this horse is definitely can continue to improve considering the length of break he had, and he's just another one of these Hong Kong horses that comes back here and and thrives. It's incredible Kicks to see how many of them have been produced lately in New South Wales and just just win. So um, Banana Queen should be somewhat vulnerable first up. Excelidus is no star. Wind Shadows no star. So it's a it's a it's a good race to bet into. I think was was River Plate the horse that had the had the one nostril bleed Which last one? start. Was it River Plate? Is that the ex-Victorian horse? I don't. Yeah, well, it's still trained by um, DK and Young, um, so I'm not sure. I think that it's either River Plate or there's another horse, but what do you guys make of that? If a horse has a, a one nostril bleed, are you worried about backing it at their next prep? I think they have to trial and then they go around again. Is that sort of? They only have to trial. Yeah. Um, if it's one nostril, they only have to trial. I don't think it was him. Like He only raced two. I yeah, backed him like two weeks ago at Caulfield, so. You wouldn't have thought it was him, but um, there no, was I don't a, know too I can't much remember about the horse. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, one nostril bleed is not a good thing. The only punting rule with a bleed is to back them. So if they go out, do the three months for bleeding both, and then you back them first up the next prep. And one of Nick Ryan's won the other day doing that. That don't change. Um, at the ban of the three months, came back for one first up. So that's the trick. Back them fresh. If it's the first time they've shown it externally, a lot of the trainers then know how to treat the horse too. Like it always helps to to know what you're dealing with. But um, I don't think it's an exactly a positive. Like saying for during a preparation, I wouldn't take it as a positive. Beautiful. All right, top sports teamers. So uh, some level of confidence there. So interested to see uh, how they go uh, after the weekend. 
Uh, DK, any uh, anything around the grounds? Any maidens? Anything uh, Bendigo or uh, what? Oh, Bendigo, well, it'll be, over, be over by the time the show's Achuka. out. Oh, Bendigo was the good, uh, was the one I liked. It's, it'll be over by the time the show's out. Achuka, well, no, I, I couldn't scare for a good thing there, but the better, there is a very interesting runner there, Scoot. Very interesting okay. runner. Um, race one, number five, I think called Struck Gold. I think it's a Kiwi horse, and then I'm just going, oh, Kiwi horse first up over here. Then I go look in the ownership. Jay as a party. Uh-oh. Now, remember he got on here. He got on here after Walt tipped him that 40 to 1 winner. He said, I've had the biggest fill-up of all time. And uh, what was that? Yes. It was called King's Gambit. What was it? Not King's Gambit. No, King, what Colonel. Was it? The Kingman thing. It's King, a Friedman horse. Dean Evans's horse. Yeah. Look, whatever was it? it was. Anyway, so he's had the biggest result. He's gone to Fiji on the holiday, taking the family. He said, oh, I've gone and bought a horse with Friedman from New Zealand. Oh, I've taken 40%. Friedman told Friedman to get rid of the rest. So this is it. So what I thought, like, I'll just see, there is a cast of thousands in the ownership, like Brian Martin and all black. I went to school with Rocco Racco's in there. I'm thinking, Walt tipped him the winner. He won all the money off the Walt horse. Now, Walt, did you get offered a share in this? Can I just check? Did you get offered a share in this? De- definitely no, did no. not. I did think. I do think he sent me a message to say that he had purchased it, but I think it was more just to have a look at it. Or oh, throwing uh, you I in for a little something. I'm definitely not part of the ownership. No, I'm not. And uh, and it's usually the way my horse has been going previously. Um, That's your camp, uh, Freeman, like, Anthony Freeman. Yeah, well, he's away. I see he's he's having a little circle jerk over in Bali <laughs> with his man um, from Hong Kong. I saw there's it's, 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 the, it's the theme of the show today, the circle jerk. So, but, anyway, um, the, uh, I saw he puts all the selfies up on Instagram of his trip to Bali and and Jim, what's his name? The guy's the Hong Kong, uh, New Zealand trainer that's now in Hong Kong. Good trainer, Jamie Edwards. All, all the oh, photos Richards. are uh, of him and Richards. Jamie. None Jamie of none, uh, very few of him and Jane Ivel together. More of him and Jamie. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I did see Grace, Romance. Grace, Grace Ramage, and um, Jane on the Instagram as well. Oh, they're all circling together. It's a big circle. Yeah. I like it. Uh, This horse has obviously got talent, but so has uh, the market's got it right there. There's a Paul Pushka thing, an expensive Savabil thing of Sean Buckley. If there was was one horse you didn't want to race in a maiden, it's it. And they're both being gelded. They're both, you know, shown talent. So they both have come up against each other. They both probably want further two than 1300. But yeah, they've run into each other there. Hence the market's got them twos each at two. So I'll I'll be Tiffany Vazza likes his, he won't be able to help himself, mate. He'll be out about <laughs> spruiking it. He'll be sharing his opinion. That's probably why he avoided the show. Just Maybe. So I was just thinking that. Price. Yeah. So that's that's the real reason. I don't think he's at Malta, but he's was, laying was, low, so he's, he probably doesn't want to set the price well, off. Maybe he's unloading on the other if one. If he was on the show, I, yeah, I, would have, I would have set him right up. I was like, <laughs> I've got a complete moral at this joint. Do you reckon he'd be any good at bluffing at poker, player? He could hard on the sleeve, wouldn't he? Not if you can see his face, no. Hey? He, online poker, he might be all right because he'd be hard to beat. He'd be pressing all in all the time on you. <laughs> You'd never know. <laughs> oh, all right. I think that's uh, that's the end of the uh, first show back. Felt good to be back. Gives gets you out of the out of the house one day a week. Mix of positive and negative. We, were, we tried to keep it keep it real. We were pretty good. Nico. No, I got, I got nothing, be back. nothing out wide, so uh, we're just all all Valley Saturday. So hopefully results all there. Shin. All it's Shin. Shinathon. Shinathon. Yeah, circle Shin. jerk. Good man to be tuning in, dude. All right, that's the name of the episode. Springs back, circle jerk. That's it. See you guys. We'll see you next week.